0: Get ahead of the postage rate increases this year with Stamps.com. It's like your own personal post office. Sign up with promo code PROGRAM for a four-week trial, plus free postage and a free digital scale. No long-term commitments or contracts. That's Stamps.com code PROGRAM. So Matt, did you know that dogs are unable to run an MRI machine? (laughs) Well, yeah, of course, but why? But cats can. (laughs) Oh my God. Bad, huh? Those are getting worse. <laughs> yeah, right.
1: <laughs>
0: Good evening, everybody, and welcome to the graveyard. Thank you for joining us tonight. My name is Adam. And my name's Matt. Nah a tombstone or settle into your casket and get comfortable because this is graveyard tales (laughs) all right everybody we're back thanks for hanging with us on the dark week last week uh, we we're glad to see you back. You know, there's a little question. Will they come back? Will they not? Did they take up with another podcast while we're, we're going, always you know, come,
2: We're always coming back.
0: Yeah, we're always coming back. But <laughs> since if you took up with another podcast while we're gone, break up with them because we're right. back. We're in town again. So no more side podcast. I'm just kidding. Um, speaking of, one thing we wanted to tell all of y'all is um, thank you. Every one of you for the reviews that you've given us on whatever platform you listen to us on. You can do that on Apple podcast, which is great. Um, That helps bring us up the charts in any podcatcher you have that allows some kind of rating on there. Thank you to those who have done it. If you have not done that, please give us a rating. It helps boost us in the charts. Not entirely sure why it does that, but it does. Um, and something else you can do that would help us out tremendously is spread the graveyard love. Tell somebody about graveyard tales. Bring them in. You know they say people are dying to get in the graveyard. Well, it's true. Bring them in. You just got to tell them. <laughs> <laughs> you just got to tell them about it and bring them in.
2: Yeah, when we appreciate every every review and and every rating because it helps put us higher on those charts and it just makes people find us a lot easier. Um, and it, and it causes us to show up when somebody says, Hey, we're uh, looking for a new podcast and they just, Oh, well, what's this? These, these two idiots look like they might be fun to listen to. <laughs> right, exactly.
0: <laughs> um, so we had a super long episode uh, last time um, and we've got, Another episode this week with another interview. Um, Matt, tell us what we're going to be talking about tonight. Okay, so
2: tonight we're going to be talking to Carrie Kennedy, who is a psychic to pets. Yep. So she wants to talk to the animals. And, And, uh, And she does. And she does. And she does. And they talk back. And I think that, um, I think you're going to really be interested in what she has to say. She's got a, a really unique outlook on psychic abilities and, and what she does. And she's been doing this about 10 years. So, uh, she's got some pretty interesting stories. So I, th- I think you're going to really enjoy this.
0: Right. So And just to let y'all know, we had a little bit of connection issues over uh, the Skype that we were using to interview her. So there's a couple little spots that I was unable to clean up that you might notice there's a little bit of break in the audio. Um, Apologize for that, but it was a good interview and we didn't want to scrap it and try it again. Um, So forgive us on that. But before we get into that interview, let's take a quick potty break. And then we'll come back with the interview.
2: Are you sick of everybody being so sensitive these days?
1: No matter what you say, everyone gets offended.
2: Then we've got the podcast for you. I'm Jerry.
1: I'm Amanda. And we're the hosts of Warning You Will Be Offended.
2: A podcast with no filter. If you're offended easily, this is not the podcast for you. We can't even talk about most of the topics on this promo. You won't want to miss Amanda's Fact of the Week.
1: Ooh, can I tell them about torso porn?
2: Absolutely not.
1: Can I tell them what color whale poop is?
2: No. So subscribe today to Warning You Will Be Offended.
1: It's pink! Damn it!
0: All right, everybody. So we are here with Miss Carrie Kennedy and we are going to discuss what she does. She is a pet psychic medium and just general all around psychic medium. Um, so, Carrie, will you say hi to everybody and kind of explain to everyone what you do and what your specialties are?
1: Hey, guys, thank you so much for having me on your show. I really appreciate it. Um, so I'm a pet psychic and I'm a psychic medium, too. Um, mainly I read a lot of pets. I, I do animal communication. So what that means is I, uh, communicate with animals via telepathic communication. So they show me images, um, and messages. I, it's kind of a lot of things. I, 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 have clairvoyance, clairaudience, clairsentience, uh, claircognizance. What that means is I have a knowing, a feeling, I hear things, I see things, I uh, see, I get words in my head. Um, I kind of get my information in so many different ways. Uh, Mostly it's, it's words actually. Um, And and, and also pictures in my head. So, you know, clairvoyance. Um, But, you know, it goes both ways. I talk to the animals and I, I show them visually what I need them to know and I ask them questions and they answer me back. And it, it's a lot like a people psychic reading, only I'm doing it with the animals. So it's it's really, um, it's been really rewarding and valuable because I'm able to help a lot of people with their pets. You know, if they have questions about their animals or they, you know, they just need help or they need closure. Uh, I, I talk to a lot of a lot of people who've lost animals who have animals on the other side and I'm a medium. So I'm able to tune into, you know, uh, animals on the other side and, and people who have lost their pets. So that, that kind of helps people, you know, with their grief and, and help them get through that, that grief.
2: So that was going to be my, my first question was when people come to you, Mm-hmm. With their pets, or or with questions about past pets, what what is the most common thing they're they're looking for you to do for them? I mean, what what do you see the most?
1: Well, with with animals who have crossed over, people just a lot of times people come to me and say, "I'm I'm just really grieving. I need closure. I feel a lot of guilt," which is a very strong emotion, you know. They say, well, what could I have done differently? Could I have done this? Should I have done this? And what I tell people is that, um, you know, animals, I've done this for 10 years, right? And people people and animals actually tell me um, that they have a life script, okay? And that they, before they were even born, they write into their life contract, this is how I'm going to, deep born. This is my life. This is how I'm going to die. This is what I'm going to learn as a soul to evolve and learn and grow. And I'm going to die from cancer. I'm going to die from, you know, an aneurysm. I'm going to die from food poisoning or pesticide poisoning or old age or whatever, you know, whatever. Right. And so and animals always come through and saying, "Please tell her this is not her fault or his fault." Um, and, and I kind of, I kind of am really there to provide closure. That at least that's what I'm hoping to do for the human is to provide closure and peace. Because so many people say, "Well, what could I have done differently?" And I'm and I'm here to tell people nothing. There's nothing you could have done because animals always say, "There's nothing you could have done because." you know, this, this was how I was, this is the day I was supposed to die and there's nothing else you could have done differently.
0: That's really cool. Cause that kind of ties into, we did an episode on reincarnation and, you know, that was one of the things that we kind of touched on was that before you're born, a lot of kids can say they remember picking their mom, you know, who they yeah. were going to be born to. Mm-hmm. Um, when they were going to be born and all that. And so that kind of ties into uh, that reincarnation sense that we do have some kind of sentience even after death, which there lends a little more credence to basically what Matt and I do in the, you know, the paranormal investigations and stuff like that. So that's really cool to hear you say. And, and I know that helps a lot of people out because Matt and I have both had Pets pass on, you know, not too uh, distant. You know, it's been a year ago for mine, and I'm not sure how long ago for Matt's, but
2: yeah, just um, three or four months, maybe.
0: Yeah. So, yeah, it was, it was hard, you know, to do that because um, I actually sent you a picture of Ellie, but um, mm-hmm. Ellie was an old girl when she passed away. So, yeah, I uh, had her for many years. Um, but can you kind of tell us how you discovered that you had these abilities? Because we, we've talked to some people before that it's just kind of sporadically popped up. They didn't know they had it. They knew weird stuff happened to them prior to discovering their abilities, but they didn't put two and two together until some big event happened. And, you know, we kind of have that feeling that everybody kind of tends to be slightly psychic uh, yeah. have some psychic abilities. We have just yes. over evolution, we've lost the ability to hone in those abilities or tap into them. So only certain people kind of have figured out how to do it.
1: That's a good point. You know, as we have evolved, we, we use language, we use verbal language and we've forgotten to use um, telepathic language um, before we had verbal language, we used telepathic language. And that's that's how animals communicate. That's how all am- animals communicate um, with visual images. And so we'd, we, as humans, develop language, and that's, we kind of went from there. And so I've just tuned back into using, you know, that, that, those visual images. Um, <clears throat> so to answer your question, I was actually attacked by a dog when I was six, like brutally attacked by a dog. Yeah. And I was terrified of dogs after that. I had to have 20 stitches and multiple surgeries and I was terrified. My dad, like he was, he was smart man. He is a smart man. Um, he got us a golden retriever puppy. And after that it was all over. Like I was madly in love with dogs. right? Right. So after that, after being terrified, um, and so that was really smart, but, you know, intuitively, I, I think because of what happened to me, I was still, I, I was very in tune with animals because I, I was always on guard with them because of what happened to me. Mm-hmm. Um, but I, you know, I think I had, I have a gift. Like, I think I, I was born with this gift, I think, but I mean, I think all of us have the ability to do this, but I think, you know, I think we all have this ability, but I—I I don't know because of what happened to me. I'm very in tune with animals. Um, so when did I know? Kind of fast forward. I was in my twenties. I was writing in my journal, like I was—I was creatively writing, and I would—I would, I would uh, kind of. Uh, I would do automatic writing. Mm-hmm. Do you know what that is?
0: Yeah. So we actually just yeah. covered that in our last episode.
1: There you go. So I, so I kind of discovered through automatic writing that I was a psychic medium and I was channeling all these spirits and I was like, Oh, okay. And then I, I, I started doing professional psychic readings for people. And then all these uh, pets started coming through. And I was like, OK, well, <laughs> I don't know what this is about, but maybe I'm supposed to start doing pet readings. And so because of what I, I had been through as, you know, as a kid with this dog attack and, you know, spirit kept telling me, because what you went through, what you learned, you learned that this animal that had attacked me was abused and neglected. And spirit kept uh, I mean, I'm supposed to be a voice for the animals that are abused and neglected. And, um, you know, I, yes, I'm a people medium. I do that too, but I'm supposed to be a voice for the animals, okay? So I figured out that I was a psychic medium, but the more I talked to people, the more the animals came through. So I would be talking to a lady, and I'd be like, who's the yellow bird around you? And she'd be like, oh, that was my bird. And she'd start bawling. I'd be like, okay, there's something to this. I need to be a pet psychic. There's something to this. So I started teaching myself and learning all about it. And, and it just kind of went off from there. And now I'm a pet psychic. And, that, and that's, I'm actually a better pet psychic, I think, than the people.
2: So, so you actually had the, uh, the Dr. Doolittle moment where, where you, you realized these, anim, these animals are communicating with you. And you're like, wow, wait, I need to listen to this. I
1: I mean, many moments. And even as a kid, you know, I would hear kind of my cats. I I was very in tune to my animals and I just didn't even know that 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 was not normal. You know, (laughs) I didn't know I lost a cat. She was hit by or sorry, he was hit by a car and, and I was devastated. Like I didn't eat for four days and I was in third grade. Like, and I didn't know, you know, I, I knew grief was normal as, as you know, I knew that was normal, but I I felt so much differently than I think most people for animals. And, um, I've always just been so in tune with animals and, and, uh, you know, people would like dogs have always come up to me and tried to talk to me and, and people would always be like, Oh, well, my dog has never wanted to approach anybody, but my dog is coming up to you and I'm like, yeah, I get that a lot, you know. <laughs> so, so animals just kind of sense good energy, right? right and I'm, right. I'm, I'm I'm a healer, you know. I'm a, I'm a Reiki master and I'm a healer and I um because I think what happened to me I, uh, healing energy and loving healing energy for animals and just so much compassion and loving energy for animals and I just love every species and um they they sense that they know good energy so
0: yeah it's that old saying that uh you know dogs are a good judge of character and oh, if a dog totally. doesn't if a dog doesn't trust somebody you shouldn't either you know it's that old that right. old saying and and it's yeah. it seems to be very true yeah Um, Yeah. So Matt and I have talked a lot about pets being able to sense paranormal activities when humans can't really, um, you know, where we may not be as in tune to it as they are. Have you ever had an animal tell you that or kind of hint at that, that, yeah, um, you can see, you know, or sense people who have passed on and so can I or anything like that? (laughs)
1: All the time, so animals can see ultraviolet light, even though we can't. Right. So they literally can see spirits. They can see spirits of animals and people who have crossed over, even though we can't. Wow. You know, so so they can see everything. That's why dogs stare at the wall and cats stare at the wall, and we're mm-hmm. like, "What are you looking at, dude?" You know. Yeah. They they just know. Yeah, they know. Yeah, they're always telling me they, they, you know, they see their buddy on the other side or they see, you know, George, the farmer, well, whoever, yeah whoever lived there on the other side, they, they see everything. So it's very hard for animals to, you know, kind of navigate through that sometimes, especially if they live in a haunted house. It's sure. very difficult for animals sometimes.
2: Yeah, I yeah. can't imagine.
1: Yeah, they're so sensitive. They're they are so psychic and so evolved. If people only knew how psychic and evolved uh, that animals are, they would they would their minds would be blown.
2: Yeah. Oh, I'm sure. So that uh, that that leads me to a question. Yeah. It, when when you mentioned that, and Adam and I have have touched on this with other topics, but Mm -hmm. the reason that, you know, using our reasoning, you know, would it be that dogs and cats and other animals would be more in tune with this because maybe they don't have the same senses that a human would have? Like, like speech for one, because Adam and I have always said that so much goes on in the world around us that you have to shut up in order to be able to pick up on it. Yeah. And so, you know, if, if I'm an animal and I'm not constantly talking about myself or my day or what happened or this TV show, if I'm not communicating that way, and would I be more in tune? You know what? What? What would your take on that be?
1: That's exactly it. Uh, so I, I always say, especially cats are Zen masters, right? They and dogs too. You know, they're animals in general are so observant. We think that they just lay around and they don't like they're just there, right? They literally observe everything. I mean, everything. And everything from a spiritual perspective is what they've taught me. And they're so evolved. And so they really do deserve our respect because they, they're they so evolved. And they're, they're, they are our teachers. They have taught me so much about how evolved they are and how they see things as from a higher perspective than humans. Um, they... They tell me that they are more evolved because they are able to just be in their bodies and not have verbal language. They just, they are there, they are existing, they are observing, and they are completely calm. Think about a cat, and, um, you know, uh, cats get a bad rap.
0: They do on this show. (laughs) Let's
1: let's debunk that myth, right? (laughs) If if we have to. all right. We're going to. My cat's seventh birthday is today, and he's the bomb, right? He's a mancoon, Coon, and he is the best kitty ever. He's so sweet. He's so psychic. He's so in tune, and he's, um, he's a little healer. Most cats are very healing and very loving. And guess what, guys? It's all about how you treat your animal. If you're going to treat your animal with love and respect and kindness, that's how your cat or any animal is going to treat you back, okay?
0: Yep, that's if true. You,
1: if you if you're sitting there thinking and visualizing, "Hey, cat, you're a brat. I hate you. You're you suck. You're mean." Your cat is going to react to that energy that you're putting out, right?
0: That may be why one of my old cats always tried to smother me at night. Uh, well, that makes sense now.
1: <laughs> well, I, I mean, what defines smothering? Like, so that that could have been healing, like healing headaches or healing something like cats are always trying to wrap themselves around us to try to heal us
0: that's true I, I just always took the laying on my face at night that has <laughs> her trying to get rid of me but
1: mm-hmm. actually it's probably a healing thing so cats are way more evolved than people actually know you know and, and um I, I think the Egyptians had a right like they revered cats and they that's owned true them Yeah, I I think if people actually had an idea, cats are just so beautiful and have beautiful, loving, healing energy. Um, Did you know when they purr, their frequency can actually heal humans?
0: I've actually heard that, that uh, they purr at a frequency that is self-healing for them, and then they did studies that said that frequency can actually heal parts of humans. They did some sound study and yeah. found that one of the reasons they purr is not just because of happy, but like if they get injured, they'll go lay down and purr mm-hmm. at a certain yeah. frequency and it helps heal them. So yes. that is really interesting.
1: Yeah, they heal us, they heal themselves. Um, my cat, one of my cats loves to groom my hair. And she says, she tells me all the time, I love you so much, Mama. I want to groom you and make you feel better. If I'm having like a sad day or an off day, She comes and grooms my hair and says, I love you. You're beautiful. I love you so much, mommy. That's what she tells me literally while she's grooming my hair. Yeah, So people people just don't even know like how powerful cats, how how psychic and powerfully connected cats are.
0: So what it makes me kind of think of is, you know, um, that the reason animals may be, a little more evolved than we are in that sense is they know their purpose. And we, as humans, we go through the world. We don't know what our purpose is. We don't know why we're here. We ask that question all the time and animals actually know their purpose. They know why they're here, but they, Mm -hmm. you know, it doesn't really matter. They just enjoy being here and they enjoy doing what they do. And we, as humans, we question things too much We're, you know, why does this happen? Well, yeah. Why is that happening? Why am I here? And, yeah. you know, i I've not known very many depressed animals, but you well, see,
1: I uh, mean, I have, Yeah, uh, you know, animals do get depressed, but, you know, at the same time, they are really good at living in the moment and especially dogs, right? They are really good teachers of living in the moment and, and masking their pain or, you know, I, I've talked to dogs who have been dying of cancer and they're like, it's okay. I'm good. I'm happy. I've had the best life ever. I'm so grateful. Right. Mm-hmm. That's, all, that's all they want to focus on. And so they are, they are our teachers of what's here, what's right now. They, and to me, that tells me their souls are so evolved.
0: Oh, certainly. Right? Yeah. They're
1: way more evolved than we are as humans. Way more evolved. And that's why we we just need to respect them and, and give them our reverence and, and admiration because they are evolved. I I believe that animals are way more evolved than humans, way more evolved as souls.
0: Yeah. And I, I
1: want to be I want to be happy house cat in my next lifetime. <laughs> yeah. I do. I really do.
2: I, I look at my dogs routinely, and I'm like, Mun, you you two have got it made."
1: Totally. (laughs) Yes, they really do. Like a happy animal. They have it made. They're living in the moment and they they feel good. Yeah.
2: So, Carrie, you you've mentioned we've mentioned cats, dogs. You you touched on a, a bird. What what other animals have you had? Communication with
0: and to tie into his. Which one yeah. is harder to communicate with than another one?
1: Oh, I've talked to every species. I've talked to um, bearded dragons. I've talked to sugar fl- sugar gliders, rather. I've talked to um, raccoons. I've talked to river otters. I've talked to horses. I love talking to horses. I'm in Kentucky, so I've talked to a lot of horses.
0: I bet horses I are cool.
1: Oh my God. I love love. Oh love. Oh like love talking to horses. I can't even tell you how much I love talking to horses. They're beautiful. Um
2: I can't I can't I can't get Mr. Ed out of my head. Now, it's like, they all sound like Mr. Ad to me.
1: Ducks. I've talked to every animal you could ever think of. Snakes, every animal you could ever imagine. Yes. Porcupines, uh, hedgehogs, every everything. Yes. So much fun. You know, and of course, I. you know, most people have dogs and cats. So that's what I've had the most experience right. with. But, you know, I've talked to every species. Yeah rabbits
0: love rabbits my two beagles are fighting outside the door right now they're playing with Uh, each other so they must know something's (laughs) up um so is there a there a species that's harder to communicate with or harder to get an answer from than you know like say dogs they pretty easy but uh you know snakes may not tell you as much or something like that is there one that's not as talkative
1: I mean the only thing I've encountered that has not been as communicative is probably uh, uh, you know feral animals. Okay. Um yeah. but you know I've still been able to communicate with them. Uh you know even wildlife animals I've still been able to talk to them. You know it, it's been hard because they're they're not as used to it, you know because they don't have as much you know human interaction but you know, definitely the feral animals, they're not used to that. Uh, that makes sense. Yeah, but I i can still show them visual images and show them what's going on and, and that they're safe talking to me. And, you know, I, I always have the greatest good of the animal in mind. So, you know.
2: So we asked this question of our friend Randy, mm-hmm. uh, who is a medium, about when he enters an environment... Uh, that has uh, maybe multiple spirits, do they tend to wake up because they realize they can communicate with him? And he says yes. in a lot of occasions, do you notice that with animals that, that animals realize that they communicate with you, maybe that they don't communicate with other humans? Uh,
1: So clarify your, what do you mean? So so
2: like if so so for example if if you went to the zoo and 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 you're you're walking through the zoo do animals respond to your presence because they sense this communication that they can have with you that they wouldn't with say other visitors
1: yeah i mean only if i'm actively communicating with them yeah
2: Okay. Okay. Yeah. So
1: like today I went outside my apartment complex and, uh, you know, I saw a dog and I was actively saying, hi, can I talk to you? And, you know, she perked up and the owner was like, Oh, she never does that. And I was like, yeah, you know, I'm, I'm an animal communicator. And he's like, Oh, you know, and we started talking. So, you know, the animal and that animal was normally shy. So, um, you know, it it just depends on the environment and, Yeah, I mean they perk up when they know that I can talk to them. They they understand like right away. They're like, oh, she she understands what I'm talking about. She understands me. And and sometimes if they've never had this experience, they get very confused. They're like, what? Sure. Can understand me? Like, okay. And, And then they're really excited. They're either really excited to talk to me, or they're like, oh. I don't know about this. Like, what do I do? I don't, I'm not really sure about this.
0: Yeah. Like you get a flood of information from them when they realize it, they're like, holy crap, she can understand me. So I need to tell my owner this, 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 stop doing that. Do this more. Uh, You know, so you get this (laughs) flood of info.
1: (laughs) Yeah. Or they don't know if they can trust me because maybe they've had, you know, people owners in the past who they couldn't trust and they don't know.
2: And then because you're, you're still a strange person. To them.
1: Yeah, of course, of course. They don't know me, so they don't, you know, they don't know. They want to, they want to be able to trust me. But, you know, again, animals can, um, they, they sense energy really quickly. And so they know if I'm a good person with good energy right away.
0: Right. So, and,
1: you know, it's like a dog rallying at a, a boyfriend or girlfriend who's bad news, right? Mm -hmm. They know right away if it's bad energy, right? Right. So animals always know, like, if I'm good energy and if, you know, I have good intentions and, and, you know, I always communicate and, you know, I follow a code of ethics. I, I tell them I'm always there to communicate for their higher good and, um, to help them. And so they, they, you know, of course they respond to that positively.
0: Yeah. So, uh, Ashley, my girlfriend, has told me a lot of times kind of jokingly that I might be an animal whisperer because we've done, we've gone to events and stuff where, you know, a bunch of cattle out there and one of the longhorns will walk up to me instead of anybody else and start licking my arm. Um, Or we went to the zoo and ravens I've always said was kind of my spirit animal. I've got a, a raven necklace and I've always kind of been drawn to them, but we went to the raven exhibit and, the male raven flew from the back of the exhibit all the way up to the front and was trying to, like, get at me and jump on my arm and stuff through the glass. And the female brought a stick up to me and dropped it right in front of me at the glass. And when I didn't pick it up, she picked it up and moved it over a little bit. Like, okay, I'll help you out here. Now get it. Um, So she's always kind of...
1: Maybe you were Edgar Allan Poe in your last lifetime. <laughs> hey, that
0: might be cool. I, I'm, not, I'm not as good with words as he is. I get tongue tied too much, but
2: I, I, I figured the cattle thing was just because Adam's a
0: little salty. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that probably doesn't help. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> like a walking salt lick for him. So.
1: <laughs> oh, Lord. <laughs>
0: that's, the, that's the way I feel when I get home. Yeah.
2: this because I'm sitting on the couch and all of a sudden I'm like, you know, my, my bald head is like oh, Lord. The, the, the biggest beacon for my dogs. If I lie <laughs> down and they can get to my head, they're after it.
1: <laughs>
0: That's funny.
2: <laughs> Might as well have a milk bone tattooed on it.
0: Yeah.
1: That's just them healing you.
0: Yep. Yeah. They're like, well, when. But- See, the problem is Matt's got things that you can't heal. That his mental issues they can't heal, Hey, so.
1: okay, we all have things that can be healed, right? That's uh, true. We're all we're all human trying to just make our way, right? Very
0: true, very true. <laughs> yeah. So yeah. what is what is some of the funnier things that you've heard from pets? Like, has anybody ever, oh, any pet ever said, Hey, gosh. look, could you please have him quit walking out of the shower here without a towel on? <laughs>
1: <laughs> or I mean, you know. yes, I've heard. I've heard everything, right? Like, <laughs> they tell me all kinds of things. Like, yeah, she walks around naked. Um, I think the funniest thing was a cat uh, once told me that her parents were kind of, you know, doing the deed on the pool table, <laughs> and it was just really loud. Um, and, and and the like, it's true. Here's the thing: we hear it. it <laughs> And this is a valid thing, right? So we hear at twenty five thousand hertz. Right, that's our hearing, right? And um, dogs are at forty five thousand hertz, and and cats are at sixty four thousand hertz. Wow! So you know, if you're if you're being loud, cats are going to be like, "Whoa, that's really loud!" Right? Yep,
0: that's true. (laughs)
1: So that's yeah. I mean, I'm not going to be you know graphic or anything, but <laughs> the, the cat was like, "That's a, just, just calm it down a little bit." That, <laughs> yeah. That's, kind of, that's <laughs> kind of the craziest thing I've ever heard.
0: That's great. And I've,
1: I've actually had multiple animals tell me that, um, without getting you know too graphic, but um, <laughs> yeah, I get a lot of a lot of cats and dogs see stuff, right? you know yeah they see they see everything
0: they yeah. see you at your best and at your worst they, so yes That's they right. do
1: they see you dancing around naked they see you uh <laughs> <laughs> they see they see everything right
0: so now i'm gonna have to make sure i wear a towel when i come out of the bathroom so dallas <laughs> doesn't
1: <laughs> they don't they don't mind that as long as you're not like too loud or like you know blasting your music or it's it's the loud stuff that really bothers them like yeah no yeah. yeah
0: i've noticed uh like on road trips um my beagle dallas uh he he loves going for car rides and all that but he doesn't like it when we're on the interstate and a semi goes past mm-hmm. um you know and i've always associated it with the noise Because he'll Mm -hmm. do better if I've got the radio on or like a podcast turned up or something to kind of drown it out. He does better. But if it happens to be a little quieter in there and a semi goes past, he really doesn't like it. So,
1: yeah, I mean, it's it's the noise, you know, it's it's like double what we hear. Like, think about that. Yeah. Double what we hear. So it's so loud to them. Their senses are just completely heightened. So, it's scary. It's scary
0: for them. Oh, I'm yeah. sure. Yeah, I'm sure. Mm-hmm. Um, so, like, I sent you a picture a couple days ago of my Jack Russell, uh, mm-hmm. Ellie, just because I was curious, um, and I didn't know what she had to say or if she said <clears throat> anything or not. You know. Well,
1: I mean, she has a lot to say. So. Oh, my goodness. So, well, what questions do you want to ask her without giving anything away? What do you want to ask her?
0: I guess the, the one thing that I could think of that I wondered was while she was alive, what was her like favorite thing to do, her favorite part about mm-hmm. existing?
1: She's talking about like cuddling up with you and, and watching TV with you and being on the bed with you. And she's talking about going on walks with you and she's talking about watching the birds. So I don't know if that was in the backyard or what, like going on walks with you and seeing the birds, but that's what she's talking about.
0: Right on. Yeah. We did go to the lake a few times. So she was really good being off a leash so she Mm -hmm. could hang out and even no matter what was going on, she would stay right there. So.
1: Okay. And she said that you kissed her forehead all the time. Is that right?
0: Yeah, that is true.
1: Mm -hmm. She said, thank you for kissing my forehead. And and she said that you dreamt about her. Is that right?
0: Uh, I have. Yeah, after she passed.
1: Yeah. And she said that that was really me coming to say goodbye to you.
0: Well, that's really cool because I did. uh, There was a time or two before I moved that. I swore I walked in the bedroom and saw her, you know, so I figured, figured she was still hanging around cause they tend to.
1: Yes. So. And she said, but, but that dream was really me coming to say goodbye to you and, and letting you know that I'm okay. And she said, I had a lot of anxiety when I was alive. Yep.
0: She did. I, yeah. She did. I had a
1: lot of anxiety and um, she's talking about a rabbit. Did you have a rabbit or who's, did he, did, sorry, did she, I, I, here's the thing. I say he or she, because they don't know he or she, right? And I have to tell them like what he or she is. Because right. They don't know.
0: I actually um, did have three rabbits at one point.
1: Oh, uh, he says, is she, sorry. She, she says, I'm with the rabbits on the other side. They're all here. Well, that's cool. Yeah. That's cool. Uh, and she's, she's talking about fish. What is that? Did she get goldfish or there were actually fish what does that mean
0: I'm not sure I've had fish tanks so I don't know if that's is, what is she, she means
1: yeah and and fish that have died and crossed over
0: yeah I've had several that have untimely yeah. passed
1: yeah she's saying that your your fish are over here on the other side too that's, she's saying yeah that's cool she's got yeah, you've got a lot of animals who crossed over. She's saying I, um, your music was way too loud. <laughs> <laughs> so, so can you uh, tune down your music for the neck because you're going to get another dog?
0: Actually, yeah, I am. I'm going to get one this weekend.
1: She so. said, yeah. And she said, can you, um, she said, I, I had a hand in this. <laughs> and she's saying, can you please turn down the music for that dog? Cause it's too loud. <laughs> okay. We'll do. She said, I helped orchestrate this meeting with this dog.
0: Well, that's cool. Little puppy yeah. that we're getting this weekend. So Aww. that's cool.
1: I love it. Um, She's saying, I really miss our walks and our talks. And, um, I missed everything. Did she take like she chased her tail? That's what she's making me feel like, like she was like crazy, funny, silly, um, anxious. She like, did. She chase her tail
0: when she was younger. Like, she was a little spastic. Mm-hmm. She didn't ever yeah. chase her tail, but she did run around a lot. So
1: she's talking about chasing her tail. So somebody was this another dog that chased their tail.
0: Not that I'm aware of.
1: Somebody, uh, some other dog on the other side, who did mm. that?
0: Not one that I can think of offhand, okay. but I've had a lot of dogs, okay. so
1: okay. Well, and so maybe this is a future dog. So maybe uh, your puppy that you're about to get will do that. Okay, so report back to me and tell me if that puppy is gonna do is is doing that. Okay,
2: All right, I will. <laughs> I will.
1: She's saying. I wish I had more time with you, Daddy. I wish I had more time.
0: Yeah, well, tell her she can hang around if she wants to. She can come visit.
1: She She's going to. And, and did you give her like a Christmas stocking? Oh, yeah. She's saying thank you for doing that because that made me feel so special and a part hmm. of your life.
0: That's good. I mean, Maybe she's we'll... saying
1: I got like bones and treats and all kinds of stuff in there. You like filled it.
0: Oh, yeah. Maybe we'll put one out for her this year
1: she said, I would love that. I would love that. And she's saying, I'm still going to be there.
2: Awesome. Well, I, I was just curious. Um, I, I thought about this before we started getting into talking about Ellie, but do you have any, are there any veterinarians that will, will believe, you know, what you do and even maybe utilize your service? Yeah. With a dog that's maybe having problems, or a cat that's having some difficulty, and they just they can't figure it out medically.
1: Yeah. So I've actually, and I and I love that. I and I hope that more vets will get veterinarians will get on board with this. Um, I think more people have started to believe, and more people have started to connect with this. Um, I actually do have one client who is a vet, and she she's connected with me several times with her horses and, you know, she's given me a lot of positive feedback on my readings and said that I've helped her a lot. And that means a lot to me because she's a vet, you know, and I also talk to a lot, a lot of vet techs. Um, and that really means a lot to me because that means that I'm doing something right. Um, you know, and I always tell people I'm not a vet. I can't, I don't do technical, like really technical terminology, I, I can just tell you how the animal's feeling, so t- so sometimes that that will just mean like, hey, I'm feeling tired, I'm feeling lethargic, I'm feeling I feel like I need to throw up. Like I don't I, I can't get really technical. I can't say, oh well, your your dog has you know Crohn's disease, definitely. Because you know, I'm not a vet, I I can't diagnose anything. I can just tell you how your dog is feeling. Right. And I, and I would never presume to, to be able to diagnose that. Right. And, and I think that is where vets come in and, and that is where their expertise lies. Right. Um, but yes, I, I think a lot of vets are starting to get on board with animal communication. I think, I think it would be a beautiful partnership to be honest, like, you know, because, I can tell the vet how they're feeling and the vet can can confirm it with science, you know?
2: Well, I, you know, I'm thinking, you know, a, a vet has a dog and they, you know, the owner brings them in and they say, well, my dog's not eating. Yeah. And, and they, you know, they run all the tests and they say, well, there's no medical problem that would lead us to believe that that's causing them not to eat. So we, we don't know. Right. And then to me, that's where you would come in. You know, maybe, maybe there's something else going on that's causing them not to eat. That's maybe not a medical problem, but there's another reason that they wouldn't eat. That's just, that's just one scenario where I was thinking, you know, if, if, if a vet was open-minded enough to say, well, let's, let's try calling Carrie and see if we can figure out what's going on.
1: Yeah. Absolutely. You know, and there are all kinds of like, you know, psychological reasons why, you know, they're not doing this or this or whatever. Yeah. So.
0: And yeah. I know we've got several vet techs, Matt, in our um, graveyard mm-hmm. tales group. Um, my mom runs a rescue there in Nashville. Yes, and Vicky. Yes. Um, Hi, Dickie. <laughs> hey, mom and uh, i know she'll listen she doesn't listen to all of them but i know she'll listen to this one um <laughs> but uh you know with all of y'all out there who are in the veterinarian industry or whatever um y'all should hit up Carrie and talk to her about you know stuff with the animals or for the animals um you can go to com to get her contact information um you know, they're in closing, Carrie. Is there any upcoming events or anything that you've got where people can come see you and talk to you in person?
1: Um, I'm always, well, I'm based in Lexington, Kentucky, so I do a fair every month called Mystical Fair Lexington. Um, I just got off Scarefest. Uh, scarefest It's like the biggest uh, horror and paranormal convention in the country. It's so much fun. Um, but yeah, I'm at the mystical fair, Lexington every month. Um, it's, I think the website is mystical fair, Cool. Um, you can always go to my website. It's talk to com, And you know, I, I mostly do phone reads. I've, I'm actually a single mama of a two year old. So I mostly, it's, it's, it's tough to juggle, right? Sure. So, Yeah. So I mostly do phone readings. All I need is a picture of your pet to tune in and, uh, you know, whether your animals here crossed over and that's all I need to tune in. And, um, you know, we can schedule that whether, you know, whether that's you contact me through email or whatever, just contact me and we can set it up and we'll get it scheduled. Um, Yeah. Otherwise, I I will also be, we have an Inner Light Festival coming up here in Lexington. Um, That is at the, I believe it's at the Marriott Griffin Gate in Lexington. I think it's in November. But anyways, sorry. Um, Everything is on my website, talktopets.com. Awesome.
0: So everybody go check that out, uh, talktopets.com. Um, we'll post a link to Carrie's website in the show notes and on Facebook when it comes out, um, go follow her on Facebook and all that. And are you on Twitter at all, Carrie?
1: I am. Well, I am, but, I'm like really bad about being on twitter but <laughs>
2: <laughs> <laughs> so is matt Same see me too
1: <laughs> i just forget about twitter like i just forget but i'm, I'm u.s pet psychic
0: okay u.s pet psychic, pet psychic on yeah. Twitter.
1: but uh you know instagram i got i snagged pet psychic how great is that oh that's a good yeah, one yeah
0: that's a good yeah
1: one. yeah and then you know facebook uh carrie kennedy pet psychic so and, and
0: Kennedy is spelled K-E-N-A-D-Y. Yep. So go check her out, everybody. And Carrie, we thank you very much for being on the show tonight. And yeah, yeah,
2: thank you for we, having We really me. do appreciate it, yeah.
0: yeah. It means a lot to us that uh, you came on the show. Um, and, you know, keep an eye out for Carrie on TV um, because yes. uh, little yeah, birdie a told me that she would be on TV. So. Keep, keep an eye out for her. If you're listening to us, you'll probably be watching the shows that she'll be on. Um, so, Carrie, thanks again, and we hope to get to talk to you again very soon.
1: Absolutely. Thank you all for having me so much. I'm so grateful.
0: All right, everybody. So that was Miss Carrie Kennedy. We hope you enjoyed it. We had a good time talking to her. Hopefully, we can talk to her again and get her back on and do some other things with her because that was a fun interview.
2: Yeah, it was, and you know, like like I said at the beginning of the show, she does have some very interesting stories, and uh, we thought you guys would enjoy it. But uh, thank you, Carrie, uh, for taking time out of your busy schedule uh, to talk to us. We really do appreciate it, and we know our listeners do too. Um, Please, I beat this dead horse, and we hit it at the beginning of the show. Go on iTunes, rate and review us. It gets us up the charts. But don't forget to go by and check out our website. It's graveyardpodcast.com. And on our website, you can see pictures of Adam and I, Mm in case you would really want to. But (laughs) um, you can find out a little bit more about us. You can find links to purchase Graveyard Tales merchandise. You can listen to the show. And you can become a patron. And we've got uh, new Patreon uh, episodes coming out. You know, every month a lot of the fun, a lot of fun stuff, things mm-hmm. that we don't normally do on our regular shows. It's a little more laid back, um, and we we like to have a really good time with it. But check us out on social media. We're on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram. Just search Graveyard Tales. So until next time, we'll save you a seat in the graveyard.
0: See you soon.